down and 10 at the 49. They'll run it again. Flea flicker. Hurts. Wide open. CD in space. CD Lamb still running. Hits a corner. CD for the TD. 51 yards. Uh, hello, everybody, uh, and welcome to the Schooner Pod. You are. Listening to Bobby Howard speaking, we are here to discuss the uh, Oklahoma Sooners' uh, win over the Texas Longhorns. That's right, <laughs> folks. It's OU Texas. We got that hat back. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. We're bringing it in real now. What's going on, everyone? I'm here, too. Yeah. Bobby's co-host, hi. I forgot. To, I, I, was, I was so in my zone with the melodies. Yeah, the NPR intro. NPR intro. <laughs> <laughs> the, the celebratory NPR intro. Uh, oh man, I <laughs> we are just over the moon about this win. It was <laughs> obviously it's amazing to get a win at OU Texas, no matter what. But the way that we won and the way that the defense especially looked out there, oh my goodness! And and really, you wish that OU would have won by more, but we couldn't have asked for a better game. What a game! Yeah, no, we we've talked about this the whole season about how. A lot of the things we've kind of predicted about OU this year are, are kind of coming true in the most realistic ways. And I think I think as far as the defensive performance goes, this is this is pretty much the best we could have expected. Um, I mean, it, it was incredible. The amount of pressure we put on them, awesome. But in general, I'm just I'm pumped to talk about this game. Hell of a football game. And uh, let, let's just let's just start off with the top. Yeah. So. It was your first area, Texas. It was. Uh, how, how'd you like it? Uh, the fair was super crowded. Yeah, it's a mess. I've heard from several people that that was like the busiest that it's been that they can remember. Um, so I guess maybe it was a, abnormally a little bit busier. But yeah, the fair was super crowded. Um, the the corn dogs obviously were amazing. Uh, Big Tex, weird and amazing. And the whole <laughs> atmosphere, just great to, to experience. Um, and the whole, you know, pageantry of the game and the whole experience as, you know, someone going down there for the weekend and partying and and going to the game and everything else. And then the, the Cotton Bowl, logistically terrible. But once you got into your seat, I loved it. Yeah, it, I mean, it definitely is a stadium that has existed for over 100 years. And you can, you, you can see the issues with it. I know you all got, kind of got into the game late. Uh, so you really didn't yeah. get to well, soak we up got, its crackiness. Well, we got into the stadium early uh, and then got stuck in this this traffic jam that we later found out, I guess, in the main entrance. Um, what happened was it was a terrible combination of people trying to enter, people trying to get to their seats, and then also people trying to get in line for concessions and then also the bathrooms. And we were literally gridlocked for about 25 to 30 minutes before we decide to give up on that entrance, leave and go around. Yeah, I mean, that's the biggest problem is with that main entrance, you know, the main mar- uh, cotton ball marquee, that's the original stadium. So nothing's really changed. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, I, I remember, you know, I'm going to go full back in my day here, but my first couple <laughs> OU Texases were before it was fully bowled in on the end zone. They had to bring in a portable scoreboard. And it is seriously... I mean, that, that that main part of the stadium, seriously, some of the worst logistical... It, it's a nightmare. Um, but, yeah. anyways, it it just... It, it's such a special game, and it was, it was interesting with this one being the first. 
since we played each other in the Big 12 championship. Mm-hmm. I, it, was, it was nice to kind of compare and contrast after knowing what both feel like. And I don't know. It, I think it definitely holds its own weight as something special uh, yeah, from the I, Big 12. Yeah, I think that this is a definite classic um, in the in the history of, of OU Texas. I think you're going to look back and see Ellinger versus like the Big 3 or something like that as one of the you know, big moments or big periods in OU Texas, and and hopefully for years to come, the the Lincoln versus Herman uh, period of of OU Texas will be, you know, just as legendary. But it was it was really cool. Yeah, and I, I don't want to go full goonery here uh, by making this statement, but I don't know if Ellinger. I think Ellinger might be back another year. I don't I don't really see him as like a full. I, I could see him be like a fourth round quarterback. Why not try come back for one more year? You know, try to beat another OU quarterback. But I don't know. But that I mean, that would be. It could be like the Peter Gardier of sucking. All, be, all my old OU fans be, uh, get that one. That would be pretty wild if he did, and uh, we saw an Ellinger, like Rattler matchup too. Yeah, I mean, wild playing so. playing every OU quarterback from Baker Mayfield to Rattler would be pretty pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah, especially <laughs> yeah, uh, Heisman winner and and who knows what else in there. That's that's pretty crazy, but yeah, yeah, no, it, crazy crazy uh, game there. But let's actually dive into the game a bit because yeah, there, there's a lot of interesting things, and we'll just take a look. Uh, if you follow us on social media and stuff, you'll notice that I bring up uh, kind of a three keys. Uh, before every game, my big my big three keys for this were containing Ellinger, protecting Hurts, and staying disciplined. And for the most part, I think OU nailed all of those. Ellinger, I mean, we had a school sack record. The guy couldn't go anywhere. He had so much pressure, you know. And only uh, granted, I I, I kind of don't like the way they accumulate sack yardage into the rushing yards because it makes it hard to. Mm really do that with Ellinger because he he did run the ball decently whenever he actually could, but he didn't do it often. Personally, I'm a fan of sack yards counting against rushing yards uh, because of the way that, you know, quarterback play is in, in football right now. You know, to, to be a D1 starter, you have to have, you know, at least some scramble ability. It's not like the, the days where you can just be a pure you know, pocket guy. There's no, not at, at big programs. There's not a you know a Tom Brady type dude that's succeeding. You have to be, you know, a Hertz or an Ellinger or a Kyler Murray. I'd be able to pick up yards with your feet in these offenses that everyone runs nowadays. So I I'm a fan, yeah, of sacks counting against rushing yards because when you put pressure on them, then the quarterback does, in a lot of cases by design, uh, become a rusher. I think if there's a way to, like, distribute it as, like, total yards versus, you know, attempted rush yards would be interesting. Yeah, like a, a yards adjusted for, you know, yeah. sacks and, and something else type thing. But, yeah, I mean, Elliger only negative nine yes, rushing yards. That was huge. Texas as a whole was awful rushing the football. Only, yeah, oh, uh, they could not rush. Aside from that Roshan Johnson 57-yard touchdown, I mean, it was like they, they couldn't do anything on the yard. Uh, on the on the ground, that was great. Yeah, they had a hundred yards. Yeah, so. J- Jalen Hurts was protected. That O line that we talked about that was so suspect, zero sacks Ooh. allowed. That was yeah. huge. That was that was really key. It, it and it's really key to to Hurts' success as well. 
Yeah. He's a guy that, that needs that protection. For sure. No, I, I mean, definitely give him some more time in the pocket, make his more... Uh, yeah, he needs yeah. he needs a little bit more time to make decisions, it takes especially him, compared to our last two. It takes him a lot longer to go through his progressions, but he he's still a good quarterback. Yeah. Uh, made a couple mistakes, but let's uh, let's actually dive into a little bit of our OU analysis here. Um, first things first, what was your biggest takeaway from uh, Red River? Um, my what was my biggest takeaway? I guess in watching the game, uh, just how impressive the defense looked. Also, in watching the game, so this is this is the first game that I've been able to see this, and I think it was because we Bobby and I sat behind the end zone, uh, so we were looking at the field long ways, and regularly I sit in the student section, so I'm looking at the field, you know, uh, hamburger style instead of hot dog. <laughs> and uh, on defense... Uh, obviously I'm, I'm focused on watching where the ball is and, and the play develop. Um, and I was doing the same thing from our seats here. And, and this is a big, big, big change in stance personally for me that I, I actually haven't spoken about to anyone. Uh, so this is, this is going to be groundbreaking for the listeners. But what I noticed is that I have only ever seen the bad times and one or two good or impressive things here and there. And what I noticed in watching the game from the perspective that I watched it this time was I was able to see the entire defense, which means that I was able to see Buki on every play. Yeah. And I saw how much of a leader he is in that secondary going up to every dude that just made a play or everything like that, or every guy that just missed a play and talking to him or giving him a pat on the back or whatever, or giving him some sort of guidance and I saw him shifting the defense and all sorts of stuff. And I saw him from a, a perspective, both literally and, and metaphorically, that I hadn't seen him before. And I am a lot more impressed and I'm a lot bigger fan of Buki now after this game. Not because of anything that he did. His head, he doesn't have any impressive stats really at all in this game. Um, but he also didn't get burned in this game, which is good. Yeah. But seeing him go up to every dude that made a play or every dude that missed a play in the secondary especially, and, and giving him a pat on the back or talking to him uh, was huge. I'd never noticed that. I you know, I assume he's been doing that at least all of this year. Uh, but that was my biggest takeaway from the game beyond the obvious. You know, He's such a big morale really guy. Out. Yeah, yeah, which I had never noticed. I mean, you can talk about it in press conferences and stuff all you want, and obviously we're not in the locker room. But, yeah, it was it was really cool to yeah. see. You can, I mean, you can definitely tell he cares. It's, it's great. Yeah. Um, but my biggest takeaway, I feel like this OU team, look, I think this was the most complete game they played all season. Mm-hmm. However, I think that this team has that gear that they can go to uh, that usually only the Alabamas, the Clemsons have. I think this is an OU football team that uh, is on that tier to win a national title. I feel like the past couple of years we've yeah. been close, but have yeah, kind of had I, to... I think so. And, and granted, you know, this is going to sound... Homery or Goonery, but OU very easily could have won this game by 21 points. Oh yeah, no. um, Texas's last touchdown I fully attribute to that absolutely ludicrous uh, roughing the passer call, where I think it was Murray. Um, it was ended Kenneth. up hitting. Yeah. He he initiated contact with Ellinger while the ball was in Ellinger's hands. 
um, and somehow got a roughing the passer, which is wild to me, and that you know resulted in them being able to set up a touchdown. And then you know those that first quarter, uh, those first quarter red zone mistakes by OU, and uh, not just mistakes, but little you know things that just happen here and there by chance that uh you know it's just the law of statistics and they didn't pan out in our favor thankfully it didn't affect the game but yeah and then obviously that um sorry audio issues there we go yeah i think it's better now yeah there we go and then obviously that uh the big two jalen hurts turnovers um i think both just killed drives that it look Remove both of them, and I think that OU buries Texas early. You know the momentum. Yeah. You could, you could tell that the momentum when it when it got too much for the Longhorns, it was too much. That one drive they had when they were back on like the I don't know like three yard line, and they kept getting false start penalties. Yeah, to the point where they just had to move them like half a yard back. Mm-hmm. I mean that was that was incredible. Yeah. And I I think I think OU. I'll put it this way. I think OU has a different level they can play to. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think Texas, look, they can play better, I guess, but, I mean, they're not going to get any new running backs. This Texas it's... looked the same that they did against LSU and the same that they did against Oklahoma State. Yeah. Um, but OU looked completely different than we did last week against Kansas, even. And it looked like we... You know, it wasn't, you know, no no slight to Kansas, but it looked like we are able to, like a championship needs to be able to, flip that switch into this game is 100% effort. Yeah. And that's what this one was. And it, it the, really the score does not tell the tale of just how dominant uh, OU was in, in every respect. We we didn't have an issue moving the ball um, ever. We, we had some red zone issues that really weren't, you know, attributable to Texas even. They, they were our own issues and our own things that we're going to need to refine. And then defensively, uh, we really didn't have an issue stopping them either. I think the only really major area of improvement is we need to watch those penalties. And that's kind of up to the officiating crew sometimes. Uh, and then sometimes you just get bad calls. Um you know the the officiating crew we knew before the game was going to yeah. be a little ridiculous. No, from from the get go they were just awful. And um, I mean that headline judge or that head judge, uh, all all my friends out in the student section, I, they know who I'm talking about. Old old medium uh, ref out <laughs> here. I mean, from the get go you could tell he was trying to make the game about himself. He had this whole speech. I don't know. I don't know if you saw this part. I did not. He had this whole speech at the at, at the coin flip where he's like, "This is the greatest rivalry in sports, and we're gonna play it clean." And I'm like, "Dude, just flip the damn coin. Let the boys play. This is it, it is the best rivalry." And you and by limiting everyone to a personal foul and you get booted is is one of the most absurd things you can yeah. do. Just let the, let football be football. Yeah, and and I'm I'm all for an officiating crew that is very eager to protect the players. Um, you know, even if it goes against OU, I'm, you know, always in favor of of maybe being. Uh, maybe I would prefer it to be more liberal than 
more liberal than more conservative when it comes to like targeting penalties. Um, I would so much rather the trend being us, you know, over penalizing than under penalizing because you're, it's the safety of the guys out there. But yeah, I, some pregame chippiness is not a reason to threaten to throw anyone out for, you know, any sort of personal foul. Not at all. Not at all. And I don't mean to go out of turn here, but a lot of this, you know, because we, we haven't even dove in to Gabe Balls or whatever, but I'm just going to go ahead. Let's just jump to it right now because it's it's topical. Let's give some laps. I'm just going to go straight out. BJ Foster, take a lap. Jalen Hurts ain't sliding. You can't tackle him either. All right. <laughs> BJ Foster, lap it up, bud. Um, Texas's offensive line. Yeah, you want to shut, oh. your, shut your mouth there, too. Nine Nothing sacks. Special. Not, a school record, nine <laughs> sacks, t- 15 tackles for lof, loss. Nothing special. Like, look, whatever whatever plan whatever plan Tom Herman tried to put into place there uh, with, with, with getting him frustrated did not happen at all. And that's, 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 why, yeah. that's why you don't – that's why you don't give up your, your damn, you know – no Bill Bolton board material. Yeah. It never works. Line play on both sides was just excessively favored OU. Which just is in every respect of the ball. Even like even if you want to call it line play like special teams, we had several almost blocked kicks. Um like we just everything in the trenches just went our way overwhelmingly. They were getting thrown around and could not do anything about it. So I guess since we're doing take a laps, my take a lap uh, is going to be, you already know who it's going to be. It's you again, Texas A&M. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Shout no. out to all the Texas A&M fans at the fair rocking UT gear. Like how, how, how can any self-respecting sports fan put on the gear of what they claim to be their biggest rival and, and then go to the fair? I understand wanting to go to the game or whatever like i i would love to go to like a nebraska colorado game at nebraska you know nebraska being one of ou's traditional rivals that we don't play but i wouldn't wear nebraska gear to go watch the game i well i'm a lifelong colorado buffaloes fan (laughs) uh, so i'd probably wear that but yeah like i just i don't i don't understand it's just texas a&m fans too it's and it's not just the ones that we met in line i saw some other people talking about it earlier when we were wait, standing in line to get into the game, just there were so many Texas A&M fans supporting who they claim to be a huge rival against a team that isn't their rival, and it just doesn't, ugh, Texas A&M, take that lap again. Yeah, no, I, I, I've heard, like, there are people in full Aggie gear flipping the horns up with their Aggie ring on. Yeah. And I'm like, what? what? It's not a state pride thing. Like, this is no. not, like, the state, like, Oklahoma State fans could give a shit who wins red river texas tech fans could give a shit who wins red river Oklahoma state fans want us to lose every time yeah <laughs> texas it's just texas a&m it, it's it, i mean jesus and it's not joke. it's not a texas a&m anti-ou thing they could care less who ou like wins and beat. i just they're Look, just weird people if you can't you can't be a, t- a fan or root for a school or wear a jersey of that's of a school who you mentioned in your fight song of wanting to saw their horns off I mean, what what are you doing, man? Just- also, I refuse to listen to any argument about how Texas A&M is a, like an elite school or something. They have almost 70,000 students. Like, are joke. you kidding me? That's like three, well, not three. It's 
over double the size of OU. Like, ugh. Yeah, but a take that lap. They they do they do reject a lot of kids who for some reason want to go there. How many people are applying though? I I don't know, man. I look. I I I've seen some of the like between UT and A and M. Like a lot of people apply. I get UT. UT is a nice school. I, I'll admit that. But I I apply. I got into UT. Oh, there you go. But it's because I wanted to do the like the ROTC thing. Yeah. So I you had to you applied you apply for like the scholarship and then you have to apply to your top or to your just five schools that you list. So like I I did OU, UT, Ohio State. Uh, Bama and Arizona State. Yeah, no, for sure. But yeah, Arizona State in there. Everybody Love gets it. in. I got into. I got an acceptance letter from Arizona State before I was done with the application, <laughs> and and I I like emailed them confused because I hadn't done like a portion of it yet, and they're like, oh, we already decided you're good enough, and I was like, okay. Yeah, no, I got an email from Oklahoma State saying, hey, please apply. We want you to get in. And I'm like, no. Yeah, that's how Ole Miss and, and Mississippi State were as well. I got into a lot of colleges uh, because I did not really know what I wanted to do. Hey, everyone. Before we get started, I just want to talk about our sponsor, Anchor. Anchor simply is the perfect place to go if you're trying to start a podcast. First off, free. That's great. But there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super easy to use. Super intuitive. Uh, and then once you have that edited, Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places uh, where you listen to podcasts. And when they're distributed, you can start making money from your podcast right away, no minimum listener- listenership. Start getting that Anchor money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one spot. So what are you waiting for? Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm right now to get started. Now, the Schooner Pod. Moving on from Ty uh, academically flexing here, uh, let's 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 go into game balls. Maybe talk about some specific performances we like. Um, I did a lot of extracurriculars. Yeah, I, that's really that was. <laughs> I was well rounded. So, first off, we we we, we, we talked about the defense. So let's kind of wrap that up a little bit. Uh, yeah. So, and you want to do game balls for the defense? Yeah, let's do game balls first. You go first. Uh, I mean it. We can agree on the same person. It has to be. It has to be. So looking at the stats, actually, I guess, Turner Yell had statistically the most impressive. Yeah. Uh, GTY was incredible again. Game. But uh, it's got to be Kenneth Murray. Yeah. It's it got to be Kenneth Murray. He was everywhere. He was everywhere. He was all over them. And uh, it was, they only give him credit for one sack. I guess he only had one. Well, he had he had a couple hurries. He had a couple, he had a yeah, lot of and he had a couple first contacts that resulted in <laughs> in penalties for no reason. Well, no, he had a couple first contacts that resulted in someone else getting the sack. Yeah, no, he was um, he was blowing things up. Yeah, and I wouldn't I wouldn't you know pull the reins in on him at all. None of his none of his penalties were outside of you know what anyone else would have done, and that they were clean. Um, yeah, no, but uh. Yeah, I, it's got to be Kenneth Murray, I think. He was just all over them, absolutely, you know, a leader out there on the defense and just absolutely dominating Texas. I'm going to cheat a bit and give the game ball to Alex Grinch. Uh, all just, right. No, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, the that's game totally balls fair. can go to any – game yeah, balls true. could go we, – we, just I, to clarify, my, my uh, stance on the game balls was always that it could go – To anyone. Literally to anyone. Well, didn't, like if, didn't we almost give a game ball to the guy who, like, faked out that Texas Tech guy? I think we actually did give him a game ball. 
who faked out the attack. Uh, on, the, on the ball? Oh, on, on the, the throw, throw No, we just gave the tech guy to take a lap. But, yeah. like, if... That's right, that's right. But, like, uh, like, if somebody goes streaking on the field in that, like, giant highway patrolman tackles him again like they did back a couple years ago like that <laughs> that could be the defensive game ball yeah that's true game. that's true so anything defensive yeah no is I... eligible for the defensive game ball. we could Stevenson give it to two we tackles. could give it to the other players yeah, yeah we could true. give oh my goodness how did you rem- oh wow both turnovers were stopped by our boy stevenson <laughs> ramondre the oh, juggernaut stevenson goodness. both sides of the ball yeah, I, I, there was a period you of time. You could play linebacker. There's there a per- period of time where me, who was a little, little, little drunk off a couple of wax cup beers, was just yelling the juggernaut over and over again uh, whenever Ramondre is in the game. But um, yeah, no, two two tackles, dude's great. Um, no, I'm I'm giving it to uh, Alex Grinch just because yeah. the feeling of leaving the Cotton Bowl after this game, night and day after the last time, because it, defense. Just as much as defense lost the game last year against Texas, defense won this game. This is a statement. Yeah. Speed D is legit. This 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 concept has completely. The players aren't that different, but the the, the concept is night and day. This is a team playing with full confidence. I just hope it doesn't turn into arrogance. I don't think it will. This is a hungry defense looking to prove itself, and uh, hopefully they just keep it up all season. Hold up. I, we have ESPN up right now for the stats. Of course. Is Baylor ranked first in the Big 12? Yeah, well, they're tied with us. The, the okay. only reason, the only reason It's alphabetical. Yeah, the only reason okay. number one, they're number cool. one is because they have B. I glanced over at this little thing that says Big 12 <laughs> conference standings and Baylor's at the top. Oh, wait. Take a look who's in third, though. Take a look who's in third. Iowa State. I, I am, I'm, we're, we're going to get to this on picks. Also I'm back Texas, on this. I guess. Yeah, I'm back on this train. I thought it was like a margin of victory thing. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's let's hop in on the offense. Yeah, so the offense. Yeah, offense. Um, mm. I think we can all declare it now. We we talked about it before, but you know it's it clearly clearly we've been saying. CD I've been Lamb. saying it for years. With the podcast, we've been saying it for all of this season. It's CD Lamb. CD Lamb is the best player, probably on the team overall. I think. Yeah, he, I, I would I would give him the the. Uh, the team Heisman. He does. I, would, I would give it to CD. I, I I think it was we talked about this at the game. I think maybe it's a toss up between him, um, and Creed as far yeah. as best offensive player. I think a loss of Creed would be more impactful than losing CD. Uh, so I you know I think if we lost CD uh, in a game for whatever reason, I think it would have less impact on our game than losing you know Creed. But yeah, it's it's my game ball is CD. Yeah, and and it's he he really pulled it out for us here he, offensively. He's such a versatile wide receiver. Just look at some of the highlights on yeah. Twitter. He uh, flipped we, we, that we switch. About his he flipped that switch today too, just kind of like the whole team did, or or this week, and that you could tell that the the effort level was significantly higher in this game than it has been in any other game this season, at least for him. I've never seen an OU wide receiver, you know, really dominate in the yards after catch category like Lamb has. He just does not yeah. give up on a play. Yeah, it's he, always... He is a tough wide, wide out. Like, uh, look, we, we've seen it against Texas Tech where people just don't tackle him, but his skill, I mean... You, you've seen the memes where there are four different UT guys yeah. around him. He still yeah, sprints those in. those ones that say <laughs> CeeDee oh, Lamb scored so on good. this play and it's him just <laughs> surrounded by guys. Or 
like mathematically, there's another one where there he's got no two way. in front of him, and someone has him wrapped up and half tackled already. He's like those Madden glitches where you know he, he looks <laughs> like he's down and he just pops up. Mm-hmm. It, it, he, he, it, it, guy's nuts. But you look at what he does. We we preach it every week. Look what he does off the ball when he doesn't get the football. There is a play oh, where... Oh, his blocking. Yeah. His blocking is amazing. Well, not only that, but Devastating the attention he gets. Devastating downfield blocks. Not only the attention he gets, that one play... that there's Oh, like yeah, a, just the, the threat. Yeah, the Jalen Hurts uh, QB sneak down the middle for a touchdown. He, like, fit, he like puts on, like, four different moves on the Texas guy. Texas guy completely bites for it, and he just points at him after. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just... It's the whoa. threat. They won't... Yeah. You've got to have a man on him. At this point, what's the going right now? Texas had five on him. You better have six people dedicated to covering CeeDee Lamb and hope you can stop Stevenson and Hurts with the other five on your defense. I mean, good luck. And I don't know if he'll win the Belitnikoff because he doesn't put up the numbers that some of these other guys do. Well, it's because we're not, we're not one-dimensional no. in the receiving core. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really see it in this game, but like our tight end play, even when it's you know not Calc and, and our other receivers, it's just... There is such depth in the receiving core at OU that it's ridiculous. No, I mean it. They we don't like really we don't deep. have to be throwing a CD on every pass play. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's special. So CD Lamb easily that uh, Jalen Hurts. I mean he was he he put up some crazy numbers, set a Cotton Bowl stadium record for a uh, for quarterback rushing yards. Just made a, made some mistakes. I I think he's still kind of settling in. I. Look, by the end of the year, he's going to be a little bit better, a little bit more comfortable. He's yeah. only played seven games as a Sooner with this group. I mean, he got here, what, in January, February? Yeah, and it's a totally, totally different offense. Yeah, no, he, he's still learning. I, I I think if you really look at it, the the progress he's made at this point is impressive. I don't think he I, – look, I still don't think he's on the level of a Kyler or a Baker, but I think he's a very good player that will not lose us any games. Um Hopefully this is probably the worst we see him play. Um, I think he's going to be I mean, better. this is the best defense we've seen him play. So yeah, true. So you got to give credit to that. <sighs> we still tore him up like nothing. Like yeah. We should have we killed this team. Which isn't it? I don't think that's a knock on OU exactly. I just... No, and I mean, it's like the the interception, That's that was a mistake by Jalen. Yeah. The fumble, um, and re-watching it, yeah, his ball security could have been better, but... You know, fumbles are fumbles, and you know they're going to happen if you hit the quarterback enough. Um, and then, you know, outside of that, it's just you're down to one or two red zone possessions that are just, you know, unfortunate things based off chance happened, and and that's just how it pans out. And, you know, that's not usually what would have occurred in that situation. So we'll make some adjustments and polish some stuff up, and hopefully it's ready for, you know, probably Texas when we – we play him again, or maybe we'll have a rematch with Baylor. Or Iowa State. Or Iowa State, Let's even. Let's go. Uh, My Cyclones. That <laughs> being said, TCU also still one loss in conference. You never know. Stranger things have happened. Uh, according <sighs> to Blake, they've been in the weight room, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Insert frog gif. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we'll see Texas. I, I think Texas gets another conference loss. I think that's going to happen in at least one. Uh, they got to go to Ames, which we have all established is quite spooky. Um, hopefully, that's a night game. It better be a night game. If they if they try to put that on Big Nude Saturday, Texas might pull that thing. Is out. it a bye week for OU? Um, wait, what? Is it a bye week for OU? When on Texas plays Iowa State. No idea. Why do you ask? 
Well, that's the only reason it would get the 11 oh, a.m. kickoff. True, 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 true. <laughs> the only reason it would kick at 11 is if is OU's, OU's on a bye playing. week. Yeah. If OU and Ohio State are both not playing. Yeah. Ugh, jeez. Poor, poor, shout out to my guy Patrick who has to deal with He tried both. to transfer fandoms to... <laughs> well, well he, he didn't transfer. He does he both. picked up a double fandom, du- dual citizenship. Yeah. Because of a... And is stuck forever in the 11 a.m. slot. Yeah, and then they, you know... Ugh, that's, that sucks. Uh, anyways... I guess we have another football game to talk about. Uh, West Virginia comes to town on Saturday. Um, yeah. But before we do that, is there anything you want to, any kind of final words on Texas before we uh, bury them here? Or? Um, I personally, a lot of people I think would disagree with this. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe a lot of people are just reckless gooners. <laughs> I hope we play Texas again. Because if we do, it's going to be worse for them. I think it will be worse for them. I, I don't see... It's going to be better for us because logistically it should be better getting to Jerry World and uh, it's indoors, which is nice because it'll be cold. But yeah. I think it will be a, th- a three-score game. If yeah, we play them you, you don't have the dart, though. There's no train that goes there. I know you have to drive, but it's just it's not the same. It it loses all the festival atmosphere. It, it doesn't even feel. What's like, the championship though? Yeah, I, I've been. I I think if I hadn't been there before, I wouldn't have. I don't know. We'll we'll see. I I'm gonna go. I'm not gonna complain. But oh um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna go either way. And Texas Live is such a cool. Texas Live is an awesome atmosphere. I'll I'll, I'll give it that. But yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Let, let's, I would. I personally, I would like to see OU play, it, like in person in Jerry World. Yeah. No. Yeah, I want to no. form my own opinion. Yeah, no, for sure. I'm not gonna. I'm I not wish gonna, the national championship was there. Yeah, uh, that would be cool. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I won't. I won't. I won't convince you one way or the other. But you know, I'm not saying it should yeah. replace the fair. I mean, no. I mean, we discussed my stance on that last pod, which I stand by. But for the Big Twelve championship, oh, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah it, I think I think we offensively left some stuff on the table, and I think defensively. There's nothing really that Texas can do to counter what we did because it wasn't trickery. It was just, you know, the, football. you know, like Texas said, it's it's nothing special. It wasn't. It was just the basics. It was just getting to the ball, and and just the basics of football. That's it. Was nothing special. They were right. They lost, um, but we were better at the basics defensively, and there's nothing really you can do to counter that. We so. out toughed them. Yeah. I mean, it, it, we out physicality. Physicality, physical team, and football that, apparently. That you and we're the second ones to do it this year. Well, now they lost again. <laughs> They're clearly not the most physical. You see, yeah, so tigers, you Maybe know? they should focus more on being just better at football than being more physical. Them tiger boys done beat done, done beat all the fight out of yeah. them. Yeah, see, you, it's week you, seven and you, they, they, have two they, didn't, they didn't play them them tigers down down in Austin, and I'm telling you that they would. Uh, we're a bit holding. Oh my goodness! Shout out to LSU. Ugh, oh man. Oh, that was a game. They only—it's like they only come out. They only decide to be good whenever, you know. I will. Whenever I, the championship. I want to go. I want to go to an LSU game so bad. I don't want to go as an OU fan though. No, I, I, I don't. I, go, I, I would, Yeah. Just as a, no, as you a don't want to just go as just like a. You wouldn't want to go to like you wouldn't want to be like at this LSU Florida game. Oh, I would have loved it. No, as a bystander, no, I would will. Be I will go to an LSU game. Yeah, I don't. I'm not saying I want to play LSU this year. Uh, I'm not worried about them particularly, but 
I want to go to Baton Rouge. I'm gonna just head to toe in LSU gear. Yeah, get eat real some, weird some with it. Gumbo, corn dogs, and go into the game and just their atmosphere is just crazy. Yeah. For sure. Well, no, they I'm smell like corn dogs. They, they, they smell like dogs. it. Yeah. They do. They just. I naturally. will rub my body in corn dogs to blend it. You know, people when they hunt, they put on like the scent. Yeah, I'm gonna be in the car in the tailgate, like rubbing myself, rubbing Sonic corn sure dogs I don't on miss you. Miss a spot. Yeah, it's 99 cent corn dog week. Yeah. Got it. Uh, anyways, let's talk about West Virginia. Um, we've been we've been talking about Texas a lot. It deserves yeah. it though. It deserves it. Yeah, it does. Because we're does. we're not gonna be talking about another big game till next maybe, time we play Texas. Maybe Baylor. Well, maybe be- I we, we will give Bedlam. Oh, Bedlam, Bedlam, yeah, Bedlam, of course. Yeah, I'm not worried. Yeah, about no, Baylor, actually, honestly, honestly college. For, it, it, this season's about to get really fun for OU. I'm excited, but first, we have to deal with West Virginia. I I would not sleep on West Virginia. They are a chippy, physical, rough. They play right on the edge of legal, and their quarterback knows our system pretty well. Yeah, and even if he doesn't play because he's questionable, I think he's going to find a way out. Um. If he doesn't, I mean, he know he knows the ins and outs. Yeah. Neil, Neil Brown knows knows how to come in and get upsets. OU has yeah, to be so you, ready. Yeah, you for have this. to remember that West Virginia's quarterback has been in the OU system. Well, has been in the Riley head coached OU system longer than any quarterback that Riley has ever had as a head coach. That's true. That is he very true. Spent more time in this. I think I think he's tied with Bake if you count Riley's OC time. Uh, well, no, well, two years. Baker had two, right? Uh, yeah, no, no. Um, e- even if you count, yeah, time, Austin Kendall has had the most time, the most he, coaching from Lincoln Riley that any quarterback has ever received on the college level. Yeah, because he had that comment. He had the basic defense comment against uh, uh, Iowa, or Ohio State. Yeah. you know, which that went well. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I, I mean the guy's the guy's incredible. Um. Yeah. Or what? No, no. I, I, I take that back. Guy's okay. Well, you got to give him. He's he, The system he's in is not. The, the system, but, I mean, he's thrown picks. I think he'd be Landry Jones 2.0 had he stayed at OU and we didn't have Hurts. I think that's about what we would get from him. He, he had a good game against Texas, I guess. He, he just, I don't but know. But West, West Virginia plays us. West Virginia goes all out for their game against Texas and their game against OU. It's going to be chippy. We know and, that. Yeah, it's going to be chippy, and I would just be worried about some hangover from from OU Texas for OU. I, I hope that we're not sleeping on this West Virginia team. Yeah, no, honestly, what... what here Here's the big... I'll just break it down to right here. Here's the big key to this game. Make them beat, them, beat us through the air. Because they are not going to run that football on us. They have one of the worst rushing games in college football. Um, yeah. Just look look at all of their all oh of their all of their goodness. game stats. It's bad. I'm just and again more foreshadowing here. But we held Texas to 100 yards. I'm so so excited to see this OU defense against Chuba Hubbard. Oh yeah, that's going to be oh, interesting. I'm so excited. It's going to be such a great matchup. No, for sure. I, I Chuba. I mean, that's it's. He's a hell of a player. Um, Ooh, Iowa State held West Virginia to 14 points. Yeah, no, I look, I think OU wins this game pretty easy. Yeah, and they I show think, up for They yeah. show up for it. I, honestly, my big thing in this West Virginia game, key to success for OU, is watch for injuries. Yeah. Uh, because West Virginia plays tough, physical, and chippy, 
it is a game that has a higher potential for injuries. So watch for injuries. Texas, you know, Texas saw it the week before OU against West Virginia, which, whoa, what a rough, rough slate for West Virginia um, right now. They just played Texas, or they played Texas the week before. You know, they just lost to, to Iowa State, and now they have to play OU. They're that's playing the a, three best teams that's right, a rough, right When do they row. play Baylor? I bet they play Baylor next. Um, yeah, that's a good And question. then Oklahoma State. Oh, wow. They're really – Yeah, I mean, they're really – They're backloaded. They're really it's getting like, it from all angles here. That's pretty tough. Go to – Yeah, there you go. West Virginia. Um, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. They play they have us. To, they have to go they on the road Baylor. and play Baylor. Oh, Oof. Texas Tech is a toss-up for them. Agreed. But it's in Morgantown, so they'll probably win that one. Tech has been weird. Who knows, honestly? What is what is Texas Tech? Who knows after with last Kansas week? State? Then they have to play Oklahoma State the week before Oklahoma State plays OU, which I am really excited about because that means that Oklahoma State is going to have two rough games back to back. Shout out oh. to West Virginia this year. For roughing up Texas the week before we play them, and then roughing up Oklahoma State the week before we play them. I I'm okay with them just I don't know being the wild card. I don't know if they play Oklahoma State rough though, because uh, they don't a lot of the other teams. They, oh just, my god, it, it, they only beat JMU by seven points. Yeah, remember that? It was a disaster. Oh, yeah, I do, no, I this do team's bad. That, actually, they were on upset alert like the, the whole time. This team is not good. Yeah, but. They are dangerous because they're West Virginia. What a terrible schedule to be a West Virginia fan. Yeah. At least both of them are away the next two. I mean, it's just, you, you hate to see you it. Just close your eyes. But you, you Shout out to my friend Jay that goes to West Virginia. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's going to be an interesting game. Maybe. I don't really know. I, I honestly think that if it does get interesting, that's, on OU's ability to prepare, and I would feel very not great if you don't come out hot. But you never know with this team. Um, so honestly, I think if Austin Kendall doesn't play, this game's over. I don't think. I, don't, I think the game's over either way. But yeah, yeah, I, yeah. No, I mean, I. This is not a good football team. <laughs> no. Oh, this is not the Dana Holgerson era at all. Like they, they big time suck. So. Um, that's our in-depth Texas or West Virginia yep. preview. <laughs> well, um, anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. I think that's all we have to say on the Mountaineers for now, but yep. yeah, we'll be back with, uh, we have another podcast coming out for you on Thursday. As usual, we got the picks, but we also are doing a little, um, mid season retrospective. So look out for that. It'll be very good stuff. Got our good pal Ford Brandon coming on for that one. So. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. If you really like this, you know, make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. Probably listen. I mean, if you're clearly listening to it now, subscribe where you're, wherever you're uh, listening to it. Um, also, follow us on social media. We got some good memes, good content on uh, our Instagram page at Instant Schooner. Get you know my weekly breakdown there, as well as just various hot memes. Ty Ty's been been yeah. dropping. Yeah, and watch out for those Instagram stories. We got some some big J journalism there. Oh yeah, uh, stories are great. Tracking down leads all the way to to Washington D.C. and and other things. Yeah. So. Respond to us, Pentagon. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Again, I guess we will continue to try uh, up until the quick update for the fans. Uh, we're just going to continue to try up in in preparation for the Big Twelve Championship to try to get a statement from anyone within the Department of Defense as to their stance. 
on Orange Down as the schooner blog while reporting live did witness uh, the military literally ordering military members not to Orange Down in photographs. Uh, so we're going to continue to track down that lead. Uh, but yeah, that's all for this week. So thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you on Thursday and uh, Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. Well, my worn out boots are taking me downtown And I'm looking for trouble and I want to get loud Serve me up a drink and I'll shoot it right down And I'll jump up on the bar and holler one more round I'm going straight to hell Ain't nothing slowing me down I'm going straight to hell So you just better give me Hey, hey. Hey, hey. There it is, man. Lock it down, Judy. <laughs> All right.